You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hello, everybody, and welcome to what is a new project for me and a new project for BYU Radio. I can say I'm excited. I hope BYU Radio is as well. My name is Brooke Walker. I'm the host of Family Rules on BYU TV, and as of today, the host of Family Rules the podcast. Here's a new project I'm so excited about. I'm a podcast listener. I've never been a podcast host, but the idea behind this program is simple. It's essentially an extension of what we're doing on BYU TV through the show Family Rules, and that purpose is this. We want to inspire families with inspiring ideas. And here's what first drew me to the idea of family rules, to the project itself, was this idea that parenting doesn't come with a handbook. We know that. But yet we're all seeking solutions that will improve our homes and improve our families. A lot of times, though, when you talk about parenting, maybe you pick up that book from the shelf and you try to page through, thumb through, and find yourself some solutions for whatever parenting challenge or roadblock you might be facing. It all feels a little pie in the sky, if you will. It's sometimes up there, out there, and you aren't quite sure how to translate that to your family and everyday life. And that's where we hope to bridge the gap with everyday solutions that will improve your home and family. We developed and coined a term early on. It's not ours. We adopted it and use the word tools to describe the type of solutions we seek on Family Rules, both on the TV side and now here on the podcast. But we hope to explore and glean tools that will improve your lives, as we said, and improve your families. We do that through a number of ways. We get the chance to meet families from all over the country who are doing it. They're living it. No family is perfect, but it seems every family has a standout strength, something they're doing well that we can learn from. We also get a front row seat to experts in the field of parenting and have the chance to pin them down on these tools, if you will, these tangible, actionable solutions that we can apply today, right now in our parenting and in our family life. This being our first ever episode of the Family Rules Podcast, it seemed so appropriate, more than appropriate, and I'm more than excited to loop in two people who I have come to love and adore and now count as dear friends. They're my partners in crime on Family Rules over on BYU TV, my co-hosts. I'm going to do a little formal introduction because there are so many professional accomplishments that I'm proud of on their behalf and I want you to know about. And then we'll just chat as the friends we are, peel back the curtain a little bit, tell you what it's like to work on a show like Family Rules, what we've learned from doing so, and maybe get a glimpse into our own homes a little bit, sharing rules and tools that we've developed and enveloped and and practice on the ground in our own families. So I'll start by introducing the beautiful, the lovely Natalie Riskus. Natalie was born in Milton Keynes, England. She's a daughter to British PGA pro Terry Devine and Gladys Devine. Her family immigrated to the United States in 1999, so you'll hear a very charming accent come out of her pretty mouth. As a child, she spent time moving a She lived in Chile. She lived in Poland. She's an actress by profession, a very talented one at that. You got to look up her movie, Timeless Love, and you'll be so glad to say, I know that girl. I know her. She's also a TV host, of course. She currently lives in Utah with her family of four, and the Riskuses enjoy a good ski day. They love the theater. They love tacos. My 
different kind of people. They love design and they gather often with their close family. That's Natalie. Yahosh Bonner, my other co-host, was born the fifth of eight children in Las Vegas, Nevada. He comes from a really accomplished musical heritage. In fact, the name Bonner family probably rings familiar to you. He's currently, of course, the co-host on BYU TV's Family Rules, but he's also the athletic director at American Heritage School. In addition, he's a recording performing artist. He's an actor. He stays very busy. He shared the stage with Gladys Knight. I'm going to name drop now. Gladys Knight, Stephen Sharp Nelson from the Piano Guys, Alex Boye, and many others. I'll say they're lucky to have shared the stage with Yahosh. His love of music is rooted in his faith, and he looks forward to sharing music in order to bring the spirit of God to every performance. I mentioned his acting. He recently starred in a movie called Green Flake. It's an award-winning film that will hit the stores soon. He currently runs his own YouTube channel and encourages the hip-hop, the R&B, and music lovers out there to subscribe. I've got the formalities out of the way. Now I can just say hey to my brother and sister of Family Rules. How are you guys? Woo! Man, this is exciting. That was amazing, Brooke. I love you. I could have gone on and on and on. You guys are the best of the best. And I'm going to talk about you like you're not here just for a minute longer if I can. Because Mm -hmm. I was the first host that they brought into this project. So grateful they did. And as we were searching for our two co-hosts, it quickly became clear we needed people with professional experience like I just outlined, right? Your acting, your film, your stage presence. That all was a requirement to step in front of the camera to interview families and present these stories in the great way that you do. But we quickly realized we just needed great people, like people who believed in the cause of family and the spirit of family. And I'll tell you this, Natalie, when she goes out to meet a family, that's the premise of the show. They, Natalie and Yehosh get to spend quality time with these families from all over the country. And this is how we've come to coin Natalie's Natalie's influence on those families. All the little boys have a crush on her (laughs) and all the girls just want to be her. She brings a warmth to the screen that is unmatched. Then Yehosh brings this playful energy. He's like this magic magnet for people. And I know, Yahosh, you've stayed close friends, as has Natalie, with a lot of the families that you've met and interviewed. You you leave great buddies. You're just great people. And it's an honor to work with you. I mean that. I really do. You kidding me? I mean, what an opportunity to be a part of a show like this. It really is like once in a lifetime. It's been such an honor and a thrill for me to go and visit with all these diverse families across the nation. Yeah. And you talk about like, you know, professional experience and how professional experience makes you even a better professional. Well, I'm a better person, Adam, better husband because of this show and the people, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm friends with these families now. Like we, we've we've kept a connection and it's enriched my life. What was your first reaction, Natalie? I'll start with you when you got the offer to host a show like Family Rules. You know what? It's unlike anything I have previously done. And I think a part of me was terrified. (laughs) And a part of me was just so excited because this idea of going into families' homes, such an intimate setting for people to open up their doors to you and to get a peek into their lives. I mean, part of me was like, Am I going to be friends with these people? What will we have in common? Will we have anything to talk about? You know, but on the flip side, what it's shown me is like, we're all so much more similar than we are different. And just the idea of a family, even though they might look a little different from family to family, there's something so familiar yeah. there. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Was it different for you to not be the actress? Like you're not playing a role, you're being Natalie. Yeah, I think that was 
nice. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no lines or script to memorize. Yeah. <laughs> I just get to show up as myself and converse with these people, and they just happen to capture it all on camera. I mean, granted, the days are long. We're filming for 10, 10 I was going to say, hours. it's work. I mean, those are long, grueling days because you are forming that real connection with these families, and that takes it out of you for sure. Real time. You're spending quality time. Yes. yes. Yahosh, what about you? What drew you to the project initially? Well, I love family. I love family. I come from a large family, and some of my greatest memories involved family. And to have the opportunity to be in such an intimate space in other people's homes, like this is an opportunity. It's like, you know, the you see this Discovery Channel and all those people out in the natural habitat. <laughs> We're in the natural habitat of these families who are so diverse. But like Natalie said, there's a, familiar, a familiarity yeah. to it. And um, it's neat because it, it breaks down it, it breaks down walls and barriers of, of race, of religion, and it's just people. And people at the root are very similar. I love, Yahosh, that we've got to hear a little bit of your musical talent through, I think it was season two, we got to actually hear you in a recording studio with the family, belting it out a little bit. That was fun. That was yeah. That was the that, funk family, wasn't it? I yeah. remember that. That was, that was a fun experience. Well, let me ask both of you, how has it changed your perspective on family? Yahosh, you kind of mentioned it, it's, it's made you a better father. I know Natalie and I have had a lot of ch- chats in the, in the makeup chair about what we've taken away as, as moms as well. And I think, I think it really is a rare, it's a rare gift, first of all, not lost on me, that it's so unique to have a show solely focused on family. That's amazing. It, you look at where media is going, right, in, in other totally different directions. And this is a show centered and based on family values. I love that. But for us, selfishly, personally, to have that front row mm-hmm. seat, I mean, has it changed your outlook, Natalie, on motherhood? Yeah, I mean, I think from even watching the show in studio and I get to see the families that Yahosh has been spending time with, I'm learning from those families as a viewer too, just as much as I am going into the homes. Yahosh, who was the family that did the sweet sour service? Oh my gosh. Do you remember? I know. I'm sorry. Cutlers in Arizona. They're friends of mine. They're friends of my friends. The Cutlers. So I remember watching that story and that's something we do as a family now every day at mealtime. And my girls will always say, hey, don't forget. I mean, it's sweet sour service time. (laughs) So, I mean, we've been able to implement that. Oh, one more thing I do want to mention. It's funny because while while we were on the field, um, I remember the crew and we were just saying, man, because we all have children, you know, we all have families. And we were just saying, it's almost like you are drinking from a fire hydrant. There is so much information. Sometimes it can be overwhelming because I'm like, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. But the point of it is to pick and choose the things that apply to you. You want to try this this week, you know, and you want to try that. It's not about getting overwhelmed about all the extra things you can be doing. It's just a beautiful way of showcasing and giving you uh, ideas to be inspired. Like, okay, that's something that I think would resonate with my children and my family. And you were really good about that, Natalie. I think especially going mom to mom with a lot of these families, you were quick to pin the mom down like, hold on, I don't need one more thing to do. I don't need, you know, we're all busy and we're (laughs) all stretched and we're all trying. And I loved and appreciated that about your interview style that you would pin them down to like, what's one little thing I can do? One little thing that will make a difference. I mean, it came from a selfish motive, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, water it down. No, I appreciate it. I did. (laughs) Yahosh, how has it changed your perspective on fatherhood? Gosh, well, I love what Natalie said is that you can pick and choose 
and see what works for you and your family. Yeah. I mean, we're all trying to figure it out. As we're parents, we're being parents for the first time. This is our first and only family where it's ours, and we don't want to mess it up. So we're constantly <laughs> questioning ourselves. Well, well, they're doing this over here. How are they doing that? But yeah. for us to see, man, that works. That is awesome for them. I could never do that, but I can do it. <laughs> you know, there's different places where you late with different families. And like she said, man, I'm learning from her families that she's visited with, families that, that I visited with. And there's so much great, there's so many great things. You can't do them all. Yeah. But if you're trying to do a couple, you can see that. They appreciate it. And they also hold you to it. Like Natalie said, it, it improves you as, as a person, as a father, a mother, husband. It's just uh, really strengthening for your family piggybacking off of not only the families have like tools or themes, but then Brooke, you have brought in such incredible professionals in the field to get their take and spin on it too. I think, man, this show is awesome. <laughs> I second that. I second that. It is a great show. It's great to be a part of and We're grateful the audience has, has you know, taken on to it as well. I asked each one of you to identify, you know, the, the title of the show, the title of this podcast now, Family Rules. It's obviously a double play. There are some rules and tools that we share and explore through the show, but also we just want to celebrate family, like family's awesome, family rules. I asked each of you to identify a couple of your own family rules and, and share. And some of these you've gleaned from families you've met over the past couple of television seasons. And some of them I know come from your own families of origin, your own parents. So I'm excited to learn. And that's what it's all about, right? Learning from one to another. Natalie, you identified one. I believe this was in season one that your family adopted. And it's a catchy phrase. And I want you to explain it and, and explain how it plays out in the Riska's home. But uh, don't yuck on other people's yums. What, is that, what does that yeah. mean? Isn't that so simple? It's about not raining on someone else's parade. And that came from the Chipman family. And it didn't actually make it to the story. What happened was we were in the kitchen and we had Andy, our sound guy, who essentially downplayed someone, what someone liked. And the mom just quickly, it's just sweet, right? It says, hey, don't yuck someone else's yum. And I thought, you know what? That's brilliant. I'm going to take that home with me. And so I think I have two young girls. Uh, ages two and I mean four and six where's my head at and it started around the dinner table so I have picky eaters my hazel the four-year-old there was a a season where I all I could get her to eat was like eggs you know (laughs) and I'm like what am I gonna do how are we gonna get you to eat a variety of different foods and so I started doing we call them family picnics which is essentially just a charcuterie board with a bunch of different variety of foods which also makes me I mean there's so many families that have done stuff like this who was my the Richardson's Yes. The food family. Yes. She was saying, you know, food's important and you want to have a little something for everyone. See, these families are just coming person out in, in my own personal life. So um, so we started doing these charcuterie boards and uh, we turned it into a game, right? Like my Rosie might be a little bit more adventurous, right? She might reach out to try like a fancy cheese, maybe a manchego or a little gruyere. You know, that's the kind of cheeses we're eating Ooh, in the Risco's household. And, and, and we'll try to turn it into a game. Like it started as uh, we were watching like Top Chef. And so they do like a palate taste test. And so we'd tell everyone to close their eyes and one person would get to pick a combination of foods or one single food and you'd have to open your mouth and you'd have to chew it and eat it and say, what is it, chef? And you'd have to say, Manchego chef. Yes, you're right. You did it, you know? 
And, and then it turned into like combinations. So we're like, okay, I just came up with a really great combo. It was a little sauerkraut and a little cracker. Can anyone beat my combo? Or if I like my combo a ton, I'd say, you try it, you know? Uh-huh. And then it's not just yuck if they don't like it. We're going to say, what is it? There's a three scale. There's a thumbs up. There's a thumb middle. Where it's like, I don't love it, but it was okay. Or there's thumbs down. But no yuck. found Yes. No yuck. I found that like with that scale, a lot of the stuff is either really good thumbs up or it's in the middle. They don't really do the thumbs down, which I think was beneficial. And it's just, you know, try new things. I love that. And branches beyond food, whatever someone else is loving or enjoying in the family, don't yuck on their yums. Yeah. Whether it be a hobby or a song they want to listen to, we were on a road trip and Hazel wanted to listen to Frozen too. And my husband said, I don't want to listen to any of that. And I'm like, Hey, don't yuck on her yum. She deserves a song. Put it on, Dad. This is on the playlist. Come on, Dad. Be one with Elsa. This is it. This is your life now. <laughs> it is. We've signed up for it. Yahosh, you brought a mantra to the table that was inspired, we should say, by a, by a, one of the families you met, the Andrus family from season one. But it does hail back to your childhood. And that phrase is, Bonners never quit. Yes. So she, uh, Kristen, mom said, she said, we have a saying for us, for our family, a mantra. Now, that was something my dad always said, Bonners never quit. So whenever we started something and we confirmed, yeah, you sure you want to do this? Yeah, you want to do it. Dad, I want to do it. I remember one summer, I think I was 15 years old and I had never really had a job. And um, there was a guy that was a part of my church congregation that was building uh, this this bed and breakfast and he needed some grunt work, some Holes being, you know, dug and all those other hard moving boulders. And I was like, oh, I could do that. How much? Oh, man, I could, I'd love to do that. So I went the first day <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm not going back. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm out. I know. And uh, he, he, he came with me the next day. It, like, I think he was, I thought he was just walking me there just to get there. But then all of a sudden he rolls up his sleeves, gets a shovel. And he worked with me that whole day. He mm. said, we don't quit. Bonners don't quit. You start quitting things now, it's going to be so much easier for you to quit things later. Bonners never quit. And there's there's a handful of other things that happened in my childhood where he, he'd say, Bonners never quit. I tried to quit football. Bonners never quit. Didn't let me quit. I was wrestling with my kids today. <laughs> and um, I had my little boy, he's four years old, underneath me, you know, and I'm fake punching him in the face. And then all of a sudden, my daughter jumps on my back. And then my other son jumps on my back. And I'm like, okay, I can't like fall because then I'll smash my son. And so I'm holding myself up and my four-year-old's hitting me in the face like this, you know, <laughs> cute. But after like two or three punches, it's like, okay, that's uncomfortable. Like, and I was like, I'm done, I'm done. Like, Bonish never quit. <laughs> so, nice, nice. Shame, parents. Just know your children are going to hold you accountable. They're not going to let you quit. They're going to remember. Sticks with them too. Yeah. Nat, tell me about this thing. I'm genuinely curious. Uh, a phrase in your house that is said now and then is you got to walk a plank. Oh, isn't that true in life? <laughs> okay. So it it started, I think, before I actually had children. Maybe one thing you should know about me is I do a lot of things that aren't necessarily comfortable for me, but it's just things I got to do. And so when I was married to Tyson, the way to describe my feelings was, you know, what I, I know I have to do it. It's just a plank I have to walk. I have to walk a plank, you know. And so with the kids, I have taught them that too because I have two very different children. One is very stubborn and very sure of herself 
And the other is more um, inquisitive and sensitive. And uh, sometimes she gets anxious, you know, mm. she she's shy around other people. Yeah. And so one thing I had found was with birthday parties for some children like that is just so excited and you get there and bye mom I'll see you in a couple hours but for my Rosie there's somewhat of a plank she has to walk she's excited at the idea of doing it but the fact like the idea of being around all these different children that she might not know is a harder experience for her and so I think it was an opportunity for me to find a common ground with her that we all get we all get nervous or a little bit scared sometimes. And that's okay to acknowledge that, but to not let that hold us back. We still need to walk off that plank. And so for me, it could be, you know, I have an audition. I have a job. I get nervous too. I might have to speak at church, whatever that might be. And I think just recognizing as a family, we all have things that might make us nervous, that might make us scared a little apprehensive, but in the end, we're not going to let that prevent us from doing the task. And I so, love that. And are you walk sh- that plank? Are you sharing with your girls like before a big oh, audition I, and before a big? I mean, because you're up against some big stuff, some big jobs, some fun opportunities, but with that comes nerves and excitement and all of it. Are you sharing that with your girls in real time? Absolutely. I think it would be a miss if I didn't take those opportunities to share with them how we as parents we have feelings too. You yeah. know. And for them to recognize my mom can do it, I'll do it too. This is something we do. I love that. I'm going to adopt that. My children are going to hear the plank plank phrase pretty soon. They are. Get going. They are. Yeah, Hosh, we we actually shared some of these family rules as hosts on the Family Rules Instagram page earlier in this season. And I want to ask you about one you shared over there on the social media platform. And it's it's simple and basic by design, but I know it's something your family lives and, and, and lives authentically, which is why I want want your take on it. And it's simply treat others how you'd want to be treated. Kind of goes back to that golden rule. But with young kids on the ground at home, how do you enforce that? How do you practice that in the Bonner house? Well, you got to be humble because, <laughs> you know, we, I, mean, I guess there's like an old school and, and not knocking old school way of doing things where it's do what I said because I said it, yeah. you know, and nobody wants to be spoken to that way. And so for us, you know, Treat us how you want to be treated. Well, on Christmas Eve, we have our kids sleep in our room so that we know if they're trying to sneak out, we can like, uh-uh, you can't go out there. It's Santa's Christmas gonna- jail. I like that idea yeah, too. To keep them from going out while Santa is yeah. getting things ready. Yeah, gotta let Santa do his thing. As we're getting ready for 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 bed, I uh, told my son, "Hey, clean up your room, like room, and and, and come and come come to bed." And he comes in my room. And he's like, "Man, you got clothes all over the floor, and you tell me to clean up my room?" And I was just, <laughs> "Boy." You know, and then I was like, well, yeah, like, why would I ask him to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? And so accountable makes me better, but also uh, allow him the freedom of speech to be able to express himself because kids have some amazing things to say that could really help, you know, if we, if we just listen. And so uh, that that was just a a thing that I thought about because I now I didn't say you're right. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my room's clean next time you come up in here. You well, know? <laughs> and having met your cute kids, I'm thinking of Samaya. She is articulate. She can express herself. I mean, I have to think that they feel safe enough to share those thoughts and those feelings with you because you've created that safe zone. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Natalie, bring it home for us on on this point, and that is kind of one of adventure, which also speaks to the flexibility that I I, I observe and admire your family for the way you're kind of just pick up and go. Easy does it. 
I, I think of you kind of being this <laughs> for light, better or for worse. No, this lighthearted parenting <laughs> style that I think is really lovely. Is that a conscious practice in your home? You know what? I truthfully, a lot of these traditions, right? These rules, these tools are things that we adopt from our own parents, how we were parented. And I think a lot of mine and Tyson's attitudes towards life and travel, adventure, staying flexible stems from how we were raised as well. Now, for example, I'm sitting in the parking lot in California out front of a Starbucks because two nights ago at 10 p.m., Tyson and I decided that we should do a small family road trip. We owed it to ourselves to get on the road. And so we thought, okay, we actually have some time. This is the time we have before Tyson goes back to teaching. And so um, we left the next morning. I had a quick call back and then immediately after the bags were packed and we hit the road. And this is... This is pretty traditional for us. We we don't plan stuff. We hit the road. I have 10 hours in the car. That's when I'll figure out where we're staying that night. A lot of a lot of our decision-making process is like how far do you think you can drive before you're tired? And then that's where I'll book a hotel. I now, love I, it. I would, I would say like 95% of the time that works out, but every every 5% that might nip us in yeah. the butt and, and get us in some sticky situations. One of the times I can think about was when we were in Scotland and we had driven up to the Isle of Skye and it was that playbook that I told you about. We're going to drive until we're tired and then I'll use my phone and we'll book a hotel. Well, it just so happened that the, the town in which we were crossing had some event going on and everything I kid you not everything was booked out like even when you're like okay I'm desperate I'll pay more for a hotel there were just no options (laughs) but then I have and keep in mind very young children at that point already asleep in the back of the car and we're like we can't sleep in the car but that was a reality so I have Tyson you know desperately parking like wherever he would see a hotel he would go in ask for vacancies and we came across one hotel brick oh man uh, the lady I think took pity and maybe heard that we had children in the back. And so all of a sudden she had, there was no space. And then she said, okay, there's space. And, um, and so we took it, but when we went into the space, the hotel room, the, uh, what did she call it? Not like an ensuite, something we found out was like her room. She gave oh, us her no. room for the oh, night. Yes. That's oh, compassion. Man. And, but it was that. also, I mean, you guys love it, but you wouldn't have loved it had you seen it. This was like a very old lady who was making top dollar. She charged us a lot for what this was. I was afraid to look around the space. It was not clean, anything, but we were just grateful to have a place to rest the night. And then I was dying because, you know, a lot of these places we've been staying at have a, you know, a full English breakfast or whatever in the morning, like, Hello, mm. delicious. Yeah. We go there and she tries to do her own spread. And I'm pretty sure we were we were served like cold ham and bologna. Oh no. And that was it. <laughs> like it was but but so that's it doesn't always work out, but most of the time it does. Yeah. And I I just think this idea of remaining flexible because at the end of the day, everything always will work out. And that's one thing I want my children to learn, especially in this life, is you have to be open-minded. You have to be ready to adapt because newsflash, life doesn't go to plan, you know? But also those are some of my favorite memories are those random adventures. Like 
I can remember us going to Costa Rica and this was my extended family, like immediate family, extended families. We had aunts, uncles, cousins. And, um, and that was night before. And we, no, I think that was even the same night. We took a red eye to Costa Rica. We you up and guys. left. And, <laughs> and I think most of us had a great time. Some of my cousins might be cursing my name still, you know, <laughs> from that experience. But but life is an adventure. Like say yes to opportunities and making memories. If you're doing it together as a family, how could that ever be wrong? And those are the memories, right? That you remember sometimes the say yes ones that didn't work out so great. And there are the say yes ones that the say yes moments that end up making the books for all the right reasons. In time, you will always laugh about it. Yeah, in time. Laughing about the baloney at this point? It was terrible. (laughs) Well, listen, you guys have been so gracious with your time, and I'm so grateful you would would join me for this inaugural podcast episode. We do have some exciting news because I know the three of us, I feel like I can speak for the group at large saying we're so excited to jump into season three over on the TV side. What? Yeah, getting excited for that. Um, In the meantime, you can catch past episodes on BYU TV and meet all of the families that you've heard Natalie and Yahosh talk about, the Chipmans, the Richardsons, so many great families to learn from. And it's been a real treat to get to know these hosts that I know you love. Viewers love you guys. Like, they love you. You're just the perfect people for this role. And I'm so grateful to link arms with you on this project. Oh, I don't know. Just on it. Yep. I am. What other projects do you have spinning right now? Yahosh, I'll start with you. Any other fun projects in the work or where can we see some of your music, your music projects? Yeah, absolutely. So just recently, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of music with my family, the Bonner family singing group and been able to solo with them and do some special things on, on the chosen Christmas special. And then just, you know, doing some original music for this next year. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I'm just waiting for one of the Bonner families to extend an invitation for me to come on an album with you guys. Yeah, where's okay, that? I'll, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Give yeah. us your YouTube, Yahosh, so we can follow along, track along, Instagram yeah. too. Thank you. Thank you. So if you just search Yahosh on YouTube, Y-A-H-O-S-H, Yahosh or Yahosh Bonner, and you'll find me. And then my Instagram, you can follow me at Yahosh B. So. All right. And now he's always posting great content. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. <laughs> After California, Nat, any other fun projects on the horizon for you? You're always you're always up to something fun. Yeah, I feel like a lot of mine is just winging it by the, what do you call it? The seat of my pants. Is that the right saying? Oh my gosh. You guys, I always have to question myself because my mother's Chilean. And so I have like Spanglish, like almost their sayings, (laughs) but I say them incorrectly. So I'm always like self-aware. What projects? Uh, I guess my recent project is just Saskia designing pretty women's dresses. Yeah, can we talk about that? Tell us, this is a dress company. You designed, <laughs> this is a whole other podcast. You designed the dresses. They're stunning. Yeah. You you make Thank them, you. I know, responsibly, and that's a that's a point of pride for you, and I respect that so much. How did the name come to be? So Saskia is actually uh, my middle name. So uh, I actually have a uh, long story. Uh, my parents were fans of a famous sculptor and artist, uh, Rembrandt. And so his wife was named Saskia. He used to do portraits and sculptures of her. And my parents, I think, just always loved the name. So uh, my Natalie Saskia's 
So it's my middle name, long-winded, geez. I love it. And where can we see these beautiful dresses? Because they really are, they're, they're awesome. I'm so proud of you with this. Yeah, check it out. Um, we The website is saskiaclothing.com or on Instagram at saskia.clothing. Multi-talented, both of you, both of you. Thanks for being my friend. Can I slip back to kindergarten and just say, thanks for being my friend. Like I really, Thank I really do love you. and admire you both so much. What is your host? What is your host cursing? Your host. Just she's not cursing. They want round two. They want round two. Oh, but one more thing. Yeah. The Bottom coming out with an album this next year. So <gasps> really? Up, yep. It's going to be a, a, a just an album of, of praise music and of a traditional hymns done in a Bonner way. So. Awesome. Well, release, it's going to be incredible. Release date when? Do we know? Um, I think... <laughs> I think in March. Marches? <laughs> Marchish. We'll give you an ish with that. A little bit of wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Brooke, you're incredible. Back at you. Thanks for taking the time, you guys. We'll see you soon on set. See ya. We'll see you soon. I'm so glad you got to hear and meet and see a side of these of these talented individuals that you will see also on Family Rules over on BYU TV. We're excited to take that conversation from the TV platform here to the podcast. So a small taste today of what's to come. We've got a season full, a podcast season full of experts and families who are just here to share those inspiring ideas that hopefully inspire your families at home. So if you find this podcast to be helpful, if you'd like to listen along and track along, we invite you to subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And you can also catch up on social media content at Family Rules BYU TV. So we're everywhere. We hope to meet you somewhere. And we're grateful that you gave us your ear and your time today. You've been listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. I'm Brooke Walker. We'll see you next time. Family Rules, the podcast is a production of BYU Broadcasting.